Welcome to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast, a top-rated weekly podcast providing support for the struggles, celebrating the successes, and sharing the personal and professional development stories of women of color. It's inspiring and insightful conversations with sheroes who want to share their experiences to help other women's outcomes. Hosted by me, media veteran and content creator, Lonnie Swain. The purpose of this show is to remind you that everyone has to go through something to get somewhere. Thank you so much for listening. I love and appreciate your feedback, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Now let's get into the show. Today's episode, we have Gabrielle, a military veteran and entrepreneur from Chicago. She started her career in the Navy in 2013 and quickly climbed the ranks to Petty Officer Second Class in a matter of six years. Awarded three Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medals and a host of other awards, she values high performance and hard work. Her newest venture, Barracks to Baller, is a down-to-earth online transition course stemming from her own journey of transition from active duty. She hopes to continue to inspire and help other active duty members conquer the mental blocks that are holding them back from living a life they truly desire. Gabrielle, welcome to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Thank you. (laughs) It is so good to have you. We've been trying to get this podcast episode in the works for quite some time now. So I'm really excited about the conversation (laughs) because one of the things that we've talked about online is how difficult transition can be in general. So first, let me say before we even get into all of the amazing things that you're doing, just being a, a vessel to help other people transition is a beautiful thing. So we appreciate you for that. Being a woman in the Navy or in military in general and a woman of color is not something that I've talked about on the show before. So I definitely want to get into that. But first, what did you think you were going to be, quote unquote, when you grew up? Did you always have aspirations for joining the military or how did that come about? Never. So that was never, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was never a part of my plan. Um, I was always very dramatic. So I knew that I would be in the art. Um, I used okay. to dance. Um, jazz ballet when I was younger. I danced in the Bud Billiken Parade for two years. Okay. Um, I might have seen you. If you're from Chicago, (laughs) right. If you're from Chicago, you know. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the arts and dancing um, was a huge part of my life growing up. So I I definitely knew I would be in entertainment, whether they be in front of the camera or behind the camera. But um, so I went to, when I went to college, I went to NIU and I studied journalism but I ran out of money. I ran out of passion. And I was like, okay, so what's next? I don't have any more money to get any, or, you know, I don't care to get any loans. Yeah. So what's next for me? So um, that's when I signed up for the military because I'm like, okay, at least I can, you know, have some money, make some money. Um, I needed something more. Some, I was searching for something, um, something new. Um, mm-hmm. And then I happened to see this young man and he was looking really dapper in his uniform. I'm like, you know what? This is a sign from God. What do you do? What's your name? And how can I do what you do? You look nice. Mm-hmm. So it was a fashion. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were trying like, to, trying to holler, saying, okay, are you single? How <laughs> can I be probably, next 
that was like half and half. I was like, oh my goodness, like you look so, you look sharp, you look like, you know, mm-hmm. put, you look put together well. I need all of that in my life. I need some discipline yes. in my life because where it's mm-hmm. going right now, it's not, it's not the way. And so and, I ended up signing And can for, I say this too? Yeah. The, the military, I find, is a stopover for people when they are in college or coming out of high school and they're kind of like, okay, I'm not exactly sure what mm-hmm. I want to do next. And I don't want to incur all this debt or spend all this time mm-hmm. in school studying something mm-hmm. and paying for something that I don't really know if I'm into or how I'm going to yep. transition that into a career. So it's, yep. I usually hear people say that, you know, oh, I ran out of money and I didn't know what to do. And that's the next kind of thing that mm-hmm. comes into, into player consideration, but go ahead. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was, that was it. Um, and so once I signed, I took the test probably within, I think I took the test the same day. And then within the week took the, um, actual ASVAB is what we call it. Um, okay. and then six months, six months later, I was shipped off to boot camp in Great Lakes and the rest is history. Mm. And now at any point when you were signing up, were you thinking like, maybe we could go to war and I might have to do something, you know, go to battle. Girl, or go no. To Afghanistan or that go was anywhere. not that. You know what? <laughs> Which is so immature because I should have been thinking of that. But I was mm-hmm. just so ready for something else. I was so ready because my personality is really, I'm really spontaneous. I'm, I have a really dynamic and energetic personality. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't always occur to me this forward thing and then that comes with age too this kind of forward thinking mentality mm-hmm. so no I was not like oh yeah let me uh, look up the latest award it, did, <laughs> <Right. laughs> mm-hmm. it didn't even matter mm-hmm. okay yeah. and so now you, you get to boot camp and now what physical shape were you in before you went to boot camp so I've always been thin so I wasn't and I always ran and again dancing was a part of my life so I was pretty fit I okay. wasn't like a uh, Navy SEAL or n- nothing like okay. that. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I knew how to run. I knew how to swim. Um, and that's a big part of, of boot camp. Okay. And they, you know, one of the big misconceptions when you go to boot camp is um, you don't need to know how to swim. They'll teach you and they will, but they mm-hmm. also will push you, push you off this ledge and you'll figure it out once you hit the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Be- because definitely the impression that I have, I hadn't thought about the swimming aspect, but just that it would be, you know, a lot of working out very strenuous or I guess what are some of the other misconceptions maybe about boot camp? Were you prepared for that or were you, were there any shockers when you got there? No, I mean, it's a different environment. Uh, it's a lot of yelling. It's a lot of, you know, they don't call you by your name. They call you female or male. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's just really kind of like conditioning. And the idea behind it is that, you know, we I'm pretty sure you've heard this before. We break you down so that we can build you up. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it's just it's what it is. It's trying to get you in a team mindset. So you're no longer this individual, Gabrielle. You are a part of a team. Um, mm-hmm. And you can say that you understand, but do you really understand? So the whole boot camp is about, you know, taking you into this mindset and actually doing actual work to uh, fulfill the idea of working as a team. That's all boot camp really is. Um, okay. but yeah, it is, a, it is very stressful just because it's, 
you know, you're in a new environment. You have to remember all these rules. You have to do everything exactly with the ruler and fold it left to right, not right to left, up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a lot of that. So that can be stressful, especially it, it, you're not getting sleep the first 72 hours that you're there. Um, mm. you know, yeah, it's it's a lot at first. Okay. And then, you know, eventually humanity kicks in and you start talking to other people and yeah. find a little pockets of conversation that you can have mm-hmm. and build relationships with your shipmate. So it's not mm-hmm. all bad, but and, and y'all start trauma bonding, you know, crying together <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now at at this point at boot camp, are you the only woman of color or how many other women of color were a part of your group at that time? So we call it um, the boot camp divisions. And okay. for me, it was maybe me and five other African-Americans. So African-American women and then probably about probably about four or five men as well. Um, okay. And yeah. that's among about how many people? Um, I'd say 50. Okay. 30, 30 mm-hmm. to 50 people. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what was that experience like? Did you feel that everyone was kind of in it together or was there... Yeah. Was that an know, advantage or a disadvantage? You know, what's funny, it was different, right? So mm-hmm. for me, I was in, so it's like recruit one, recruit two, and then everybody else. So it's like you mm-hmm. get, you, once you go into boot camp, the leaders, the what we call RDC, they will choose people, two people, to lead the other group of recruits. And I was the second in charge, right? Oh, okay. Right. So now I have this dynamic of leader versus follower. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so now people are looking at me like they can't really connect with me on it because, oh, don't talk to the boss type thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So I had that dynamic going on. But then after hours, we the black girls would sit in the corner and braid each other hair. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it was different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of those two dynamics that play for me. But, you know, naturally, you're going to talk to people that you look like. And so we found our way to each other, essentially. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Now, while you were going through boot camp and then ultimately transition into, I guess, being assigned to to what you were going to do after boot mm-hmm. camp? Or how, did, how does that work? How does that whole process work? You know, do you declare, okay, I want to work on a boat in the kitchen or I want to work in the electrical department or I want to work in communications or do they kind of tell you this is where we need you to be? Uh, it's a little bit of both. So you get an opportunity okay. to choose based on your job, which is called your rate. So you mm-hmm. get an opportunity to say, hey, I want to go. Like if you're married, you probably get a little more leeway maybe to be with your family if they're in Virginia or whatever. But if you're single, then more than likely you get an option to choose. Um, and based on the needs of the Navy, it's the term that we use. So the needs of the Navy is, you know, where are their open spaces? Where do we need this particular person? I mean, then mm-hmm. you kind of go from there. But you know where you're going before you leave boot camp. Okay. Typically, mm-hmm. yeah, you get mm-hmm. your orders and then you get shipped off to the next uh, either school 
to train up for the job or straight to the ship. Usually that's how it is. A lot of the recruits go straight to ships because uh, mm-hmm. that's where you need it most, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so where was your first destination? San Diego on USS. <laughs> so we're going to not say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So USS San Diego. <laughs> okay. Yes. And and what was your role in the Navy when you were in it? What were you doing specifically on, on the ship? So for the first 18 months, I was a deckhand. So my job was to take care of the ship itself. So uh, mm-hmm. it's this really hard, laborious job. It's like busting rust, painting, um, cleaning, um, more painting, like literally taking care of the nuts and bolts of the ships itself, the lines on the ship, um, mm-hmm. what we, the mooring lines that we use. Um, but then we do some cool stuff like drive the ship and okay. do like di- these different, like we call them evolutions, which are like these, like if we get gas out to sea, that's called a replenishment. And so the um, division that I was in, we, we take the lead on that. Um, so okay. it's, it's a big responsibility. It's fun, but it's really, it's really hard on the body. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but then after that, after that, thank God, I was able to um, go into my cushy office job that I had mm-hmm. for the last yeah, four years that I was in. Okay. And what was that office job? So it's dealing with pay and personnel. So some people in the military work with machines and I just work with people. So I did a lot of separations mm-hmm. and retirements. Uh, a lot of transfers, a lot of uh, when new people come into the Navy, I help to process their information and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. I did a lot of cross-country moves for different sailors and figure mm-hmm. out what's wrong with their pay and, and deployment money and all that stuff. So it seems like that's when you probably started thinking about what you were going to do after the Navy. Absolutely. So the last two years was when I started talking about my transition because I knew, well, I had already started school. Um, I restarted school because at this time the Navy was paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I restarted school and I was like, you know what? I want to do, um, now I have the opportunity to re-choose and restart my life and really focus in on what it is that I want to do and who it is that I want to be. And so that's when I said, took stock of all of the things, these consistencies in my daily life, um, in my interests and in my passions. And it all, not surprisingly, led up to being in the media. Mm. So okay, I said, okay, let me. So I looked at all of the courses and um, degree plans for the school that I was going to go to. And PR marketing was the best choice for me because I, I love to write. I know how to write. Um, but also marketing was something that had always been interesting to me, specifically consumer behavior. So the program was awesome. Um, and then I was able to take the classes while I was still on the ship, when I was on deployment and all that good stuff. So two years, that was when I started to transition mentally. Okay. Um, but And then when you start saying it out loud, it, you know, and I wrote this in my article. I don't know if you got a chance to read it. In my first article, it was it's called Barracks to Baller. I talk about my experience saying out loud that I'm getting out and the way that people change. Mm. On you. Okay. You get, it's like you getting out of cult. When you say, <laughs> when mm-hmm. you say you about to get out, mm-hmm. stand by because it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, well, what you going to do? 
or mm-hmm. you got enough money or what you going to eat? Where you going to stay? Aren't you scared? Mm-hmm. It's like, no. We're, and so it, that sparked a whole nother, you know, part of my brain about fear and mm-hmm. transition. And that's yeah. where the start of the course came from. How can I break through these fears that we place on ourselves? Mm-hmm. How can I help other people realize? Because a lot of folks don't want to stay. A lot of women, especially that I've talked to, and men too, they don't mm-hmm. want to stay in the Navy. They don't want to stay in the military, but they're scared for what's next. Right. You're going to waste 20 plus years. Of, well, not waste because you are doing something good, but you're going to sacrifice 20 years of your life when you know you don't want to even do this. Right. Because you're mm-hmm. scared. Because you're scared. And it's like, mm-hmm. no. Nah. What is their biggest fear, I guess, just not knowing what they're going to do? It depends on the person. A lot of it is financial. And so in the course, mm-hmm. I talk about helping people create a financial exit strategy. I have a, mm-hmm. I have a, a shipmate in, who's now one of my dear friends. He saved $100,000 while he was on active duty to go to medical school after he got out. A hundred grand. Wow. And so he's a part of my course. I take information. You don't need to be a money guru. I don't need to hire, um, what's homegirl name? Susie Orman. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to hire Susie. I know somebody who, who saved a hundred grand in four years. People, the resources are there. So I've been, so my course is chock full of all of those tidbits and gems from people who have lived the transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And fear and, and finances are number one. And then secondly, it's like health insurance. That's another, because, mm-hmm. you know, once you're active duty, everything is free. I mm-hmm. had sur- I had surgery, I had uh, appendectomy. And mm-hmm. I walked into the hospital. I didn't have to worry about showing my insurance. I just was shipped off, operated on, and in recovery. And nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't get no medical yeah. bills or nothing. And so that stresses a lot of folks out, especially if you have sick family members, sick children. You know, you're mm-hmm. caring for six or just dependents, dependents exactly. in general. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so that's big. That's big. Mm-hmm. And just and to clarify is, um, with the gentleman ahead. who you said saved a hundred thousand to go to medical school, would the Navy not pay for medical school? Or he's saying that he need save that for like his spending while he was in medical school? No. So the Navy will, the Navy will pay um, for it. But, you know, if he doesn't have the Navy pay for medical school, they can pay for something else. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Or you can transfer that to your children. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go ahead. And then your third thing you were going to say, I just want to clarify oh, yeah. that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the third thing was um, just fear of, of reaching your true potential, which is the worst of it all. Of all. Cause you can, you can get money and you can mm-hmm. get health insurance, but you can't do any of that if you don't believe that you can do it. Yeah. And, um, that is the, that is the most disheartening because a lot, and not even just people in the military, a lot of folks are walking around like zombies on autopilot and not really taking the reins for their life or their career or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just living day to day in this routine that's not benefiting them in any way other than, you know, check to check or, you know, just enough to pay your rent or just enough to, you know, whatever. So that's mm-hmm. the biggest obstacle, mm-hmm. having people look inside of themselves and take stock of who they are and really try to articulate the way that they feel so that they can then either double down 
more mm-hmm. change up things that need to be changed. Yeah. Um, and then go forth and find your passions and, and work towards fulfilling those. Now, the barracks to baller, can someone that's not been in the military benefit from these courses or is it specifically for military? It was designed with the military in mind because it's first my firsthand experience, mm-hmm. but it's literally Anybody can benefit from it. Uh, some mm-hmm. of the language I use is specific to the military. So a civilian might be like, oh, what'd she say? That would probably <laughs> be the, <laughs> mm-hmm. that would probably be the only hangup. Uh-huh. Um, but no, it's, it's everything. Everybody needs to understand their finances. Everybody needs to have some sort of introspective practice that they have. Everybody needs to learn how to personally brand themselves. Um, and do informational interviews and really learn how to network. A lot of people don't know how to network, what to say, what do I wear, mm-hmm. how do I present myself, do I just walk mm-hmm. up or a lot mm-hmm. of people right. simply don't, they just don't know. And so yeah. anybody can learn from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if someone is listening right now and they're saying, all right, Gabrielle, I'm going through a transition right now. What would or are approaching a, a transition or considering a transition what are three tips that you might have for a client that is embarking on a transition or currently going through a transition? I always reference Maslow's hierarchy, right? So at the very bottom, shelter, food, water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once you have those, you will have you will feel stable in your mind. The biggest thing with transitioning, like, especially if you move, even when I moved, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to hurry up so I can put some roots down. I need to find my apartment. I need to at least unpack two boxes. I need to get my TV up and my, book, <laughs> my, book, my bookcase so I can feel like it's home. I don't want to mm-hmm. continue. So that, that transition will have you shaking around until you can say, okay, I got me an address. I got some water. I got some food. That's mm-hmm. the way the human. That's the way humans work. And then mm-hmm. we can move on to the next level. So I would definitely mm-hmm. say get you your address. Understand the anxiety that you're feeling. Understand it and know that it's not permanent, right? Because mm-hmm. then you get sucked into the dark hole of anxiety and depression. Because this is this is a big deal when you move. Because when you make a transition, your level of knowledge is low. You don't know mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, and you feel that that your confidence is low because you just don't know. And so mm-hmm. understanding that and being able to say, okay, this is what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really just gaining as much knowledge about your next assignment or that next chapter as possible. And then just living through it because it's change is inevitable. Right. Um, but exactly. That, yep. Mm-hmm. So Whether you choose say. the change or the change chooses okay. you. <laughs> okay. It's good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. And so now you just recently transitioned yourself out of active duty. So you got out, you free from the Navy, I'm quote free. unquote. Number one, what has that looked like and felt like for you? Um, so um, for me, it was a cross country move from D.C. to San Diego. So that was a hassle in and of itself, getting all of that together. Even though I was very confident in what I wanted to do next, even though I knew exactly what my plan was when I got to San Diego, um, I didn't have trouble. I didn't have a lot of trouble finding an apartment. But 
I still experience anxiety. I still experience some slight depression. I experience, mm. you know, just uh, what am I doing? Kind of like mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, <laughs> and that's and understanding like that's normal. You don't know yeah. what's next for you right now. And mm-hmm. it's okay to say that. It's okay to not know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but for me, what I've learned to do is recognize that when my ego is at play, right? So mm-hmm. now I have this, you know, I've trained myself to have almost like this kind of first eye view of my, my mind because you are in control of your mind, period. Mm-hmm. So yeah. once, you, once you understand that you are experiencing these things, you, you can allow yourself to feel those, to feel those emotions. Mm-hmm. But if you keep denying it, Mm-hmm. You know, to my son, girl, I'm good. Everything's okay. <laughs> I'm in San Diego. It's lit. No, it's not. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. And that's okay. It's okay to not know. It's okay to to be to, uh, to feel stressed. It's okay to um, have your back against the wall because a lot of times that revs people up. And now you start thinking about stuff with different resources you didn't even know you had. Right. Um, so it's like the fight or flight type of thing. And so for me, that, that was my experience. So yeah, I had people around me who, you know, cared about my well being and, and, you know, people who check in on me, but it was a battle within myself to say, okay, girl, because you, now this is like adulting times a thousand because you don't have anybody telling you where to be, what to look like, where to wake up and all. You Mm -hmm. have to create your own schedule. You have to create your own, you know, your own routine. You have mm-hmm. to uh, drink your water. You know, it's like yes. those, little things, those little things that you become accustomed to in your previous life, whatever that may look like. Now mm-hmm. you're, it's a new life, and which is yeah. great because you can you can create, you can be now, you can be whoever you want to be. But mm-hmm. you have to be that. You have yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. And just to say and clarify to kind of, echo what you're saying and those things can be present the anxiety the stress of what am I doing even if you have money in the bank even if you have health insurance secured you know that's not the only things that can cause stress just the uncertainty Mm -hmm. of yeah I got money in the bank I have health insurance but I still don't know what I'm doing from day to day and that can be stressful for someone who has had a routine for so mm-hmm. long, you know, yes. so those yes. things. And, and I talked about that in a previous solo podcast episode, just that what stresses one person out just because that might not be your stress doesn't mean mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you can't still be stressed about something else or, you know, stress looks different and anxiety looks different for different people and what triggers you may not be someone else's trigger, but that does not diminish the the realness of it, you know? Right, exactly. That's uh, like that is just like some like some poor person saying, "If I had money, I'd be good." And then, yeah. you know, if you're rich, now you got everybody asking you for money, and mm-hmm. you know, people trying to use you. It don't matter. It, there, everybody has, like you said, has their own stress, and you just have to learn how to deal with your stress. Yeah, your terms. You ain't gotta listen to a thousand gurus to tell you how to mm-hmm. live your life. <laughs> right. Figure yes. it out. You for are the expert on you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes ma'am. And, and now, if someone's listening and considering going into the military, what tips or advice do you have for them to consider prior to joining? It is a lifestyle. It is not a job. Mm. So. 
don't go in thinking this is gonna be a breeze like that meme that's been going around. <laughs> it's not a it's not <laughs> it is a lifestyle change and you are going to be stripped of everything that you thought you knew and hopefully you have a sense of self where you can get it all back. But it's a great stepping stone, absolutely positively. Um, it is, but it is very stressful. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's a lifestyle. It's not a job. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. And if okay. you don't like listening to authority, get over yourself because it's going <laughs> to happen in mm-hmm. the military or, you know, when you get out in the civilian sector. So, mm-hmm. okay. And now before I let you go, I have Lonnie's last five questions, five general questions. Just answer however you see fit. The first question, what is your favorite act of self-care? Swimming. (laughs) Okay. Yes. I have a pool in my apartment building and I go up there pretty much every day. Oh wow! Um, and just mm-hmm. be alone because a lot of um, a lot of, it's a lot of entrepreneurs that live in my building. But uh-huh. um, when if I go early enough, it's just me in the sky, and I just like to oof. It's great. Awesome. Number yeah. two, what's something you wish you were better at? Oh, that's good. Um, I wish I were better at saying no. Mm. Yeah, saying no. So some boundary setting needs to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Saying no to sometimes my own self, so not necessarily other people, because I'm really mm-hmm. clear on, you know, where my time is, but saying no mm-hmm. to myself, you know, I'm a mm-hmm. pleasure seeker. That's mm, my So some nat- discipline. Yeah, that's my nature. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going to write these two pages, and then it's a party. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> So yeah, okay. saying no to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three, what is your definition of success? A hundred percent accountability for yourself and your actions and being okay with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's no amount of money. It's no amount of things. It's no amount of any external nothing mm-hmm. that is going to bring you the peace of mind that you need to go to sleep every night. Mm-hmm. Amen. Number four, what's a quote or piece of advice that you live by? It's a city girl summer. No, I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> <let me see. laughs> Drops the mic. No. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord, that's hilarious. Um, I would say, <laughs> I would say, um, seek first to understand, then be understood. That's a good one. And last but not least, what do you want to be remembered for? My energetic and loving personality. The way that people tell me I warm them up and make them feel good just by being around. I enjoy that. Because you don't have to say anything. You just have to be. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Gabrielle, thank you so very much for taking the time to join me today and share your experience, your journey. If someone wants to get in touch with you and learn more about Barracks to Baller program, how do they do it? You can follow me on Instagram at Gabrielle Pickens. You can follow me on Facebook at Gabrielle Pickens. You can follow me on LinkedIn at Gabrielle Pickens. Everything is Gabrielle Pickens. 
Um, and I have two articles out there, you guys, on Medium's platform. One is called Bears to Baller. It's about my transition out of the military. And the other, latest and greatest, is called Your Hair is Too Nappy for the Navy. And it's about my experience with beauty and identity in my hair while I was serving. So please go and check it out. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Please visit my website, LonnieSwain.com, where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, check out companion blog posts, show notes, and lots of other cool stuff. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Buzzsprout, CastBox, Anchor, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and my website. I love and appreciate Appreciate all of your feedback, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with at least three people who you think would enjoy it too or benefit from the information. Until next time, go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Talk to you soon.